In this video, we're going to be talking to Josh Olin, who's been featured in Forbes magazine and the Joe Rogan podcast. We get into all things FTX, SBF, crypto, Josh's latest project, Rug Radar, and of course, life after cancellation. Well, hey everyone, this is still the Raisin Bread podcast uh, with Baz and Ben, and today's guest, we have Josh Olin with us, who is now... The trouble is, Josh, I have spent today catching up on your notoriety in the public eye, a lot of which comes from 2015. Uh, so yes. is it still correct to call you a video game developer? It is not. I'm much it's more not. Okay, a, so this blockchain. is Josh Olin, not the video game developer. The not video game developer. The for, former, formerly known as video game developer. Yes. Amazing. So how would Amazing. you how would you and categorize yourself now? Yeah, I'm much more known as a Web three uh, blockchain uh, developer. I build protocols um, in, uh, in in the crypto world, in the DeFi world, decentralized finance world, specifically aimed at uh, minimizing the damage that's being done to consumers via fraud and scams. I'm uh, I'm trying to bolster consumer protectionism in the DeFi world. Nice, yeah, and that was, that's a uh... That's a big reason as to why uh, I invited actually Josh onto the podcast. Uh, for those of you who aren't aware, uh, I'm super into crypto. Uh, that's why my Twitter handle is half work and hodl. Uh, Bitcoin is my thing. Uh, but like Josh, I do have like an Af I have, have an interest in uh, these sorts of these sorts of problems, right? Which are currently uh, uh, facing Web three, uh, and we've, we're we're Interviewing Josh on this auspicious day, uh, where uh, Mr. Mr. Sam, Mr. SBF himself, uh, was finally caught and arrested in the Bahamas. So uh, I think that's a it's a good uh, it's a good, it's a good day to talk to you um, about sort of the the stuff that that undergirds a lot of this. Uh, one of our one of one of the members of our staff actually had our had their money in FTX. So. Um, no kidding. Yeah, and lost. Uh, no. I won't. I didn't. Go on. Go on. Go on. Yeah. I, I was. Well, I, I didn't want to reveal you. That's why. So, like, no. Look, that's I'm, <laughs> someone I'm, from I'm our more staff. Than happy, I'm yeah. more than happy to talk about it because I'm sure that I'm like I, I'm sure that I will not be the only one in in e either the production of this podcast or the audience of this podcast who's in the same kind of story. Now, I, it, I'm not. I didn't lose, let's say, uh, a life-altering amount of money, thank God. I lost, uh, it was a significant amount. Um, and it's so strange, and this is why, even from my point of view, as something of a crypto novice, this feels very fortuitous being able to speak to someone of your stature, Josh, particularly on a day like today. It's a little bit too late, huh? Yeah, it's like, well, it's so, it's interesting because I... The questions that like my friends have had have all been things like, um, you know, like, oh, why didn't you, why didn't you do this, 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 or this? And it's like, because I wasn't, I wasn't anticipating an exchange to collapse. I, I put my money on an exchange to, to buy some crypto because I'd done it before on other exchanges. So I just thought it was yet another exchange. Like now that's all quite different. Um, you know, you, 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 you win or you learn, as they say, and this was definitely one where I learned, but like, 
that's something that to definitely get into like how just how monumental was my oversight that's something that i'd definitely like to talk about in this episode but before we get into well, that I, I no think sure it'd be important important to get into what josh is actually working mm. on and, and and what what exactly he's he's doing so take it away well sure um can you still hear me yeah 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 we got you okay great so your screen froze it's all uh so yeah um so uh, you know i talk about doing um being in consumer protection and there's a lot of uh, people out there who are uh blockchain sleuths detectives who like to go on ether scan like to go on these block explorers and try to track down wallets track down funds uh see who the bad actors are in the in the crypto world and that's all well and good um but at the at best what you're looking to do there what your aim is is to recover funds it's to trace somebody to a, a binance exchange or a coinbase coinbase exchange someplace that has a kyc or aml protocol where they have to um you know have an identity matched to the account and then hopefully one day have some sort of remediation some sort of damages collected by uh, having a, a you know a legal apparatus that subpoenas those records and goes after it and, uh, and and either you do a civil action or there's a criminal action, all of that that is is to my mind um, fine if you want to do it, but it does it doesn't solve the problem because it's already done. The, the crime's been committed, the damage has been done, the money, the fraudulent money, the illicit gain money has been extracted from the ecosystem, and it's hurt the ecosystem and it's hurt the reputation and it's um, it, it's all bad news. So I've wanted to front run that. My focus has always been to create a technology, a layer to innovate on the, on the blockchain with these blockchain tools in a way that um, stop, prevents this from happening in the first place. Uh, so preventative measures have been all, always been my focus. So um, that's what I did with, uh, with, with the GTFO ecosystem and protocol, which stands for Get the Fraud Out. And then also now uh, the, the current product that we're um, in beta right now and about to launch, which is Rug Radar. And Rug Radar detects rug pulls before they even list. So it's a it's a early warning system for rugs and rug pulling being, you know, having them steal your liquidity. Eight percent of Americans, only eight percent of Americans look favorably upon. Crypto. Yes, that was a recent stat that I read on the Internet. So take it with a grain of salt. But I believe it is reputable. <laughs> it would make sense that we're at an all time low, right? Look, we're, we're at the bottom of a, of a pretty severe bear market. Um, mm. Absolute capitulation has got to be in or very near. Um, and look, and I, I can confirm this on on chain, which is the amount of volume that it's we're seeing. The volume is is unbelievably right. low. So so there's just a lot, there are not a lot of faith in the market right now. So this damage is this is the result of unmitigated, unfettered uh, access and and operation of of fraud. So there's no reason why we can't fix this. The only reason why is because if you think about the curve of consumer adoption, right? Um, it's, uh, the bell curve, right? It's, you start with your innovators, you, then you have your early adopters, then you have, um, and, and by the way, the innovators and early adopters, you know, these are the people who buy eight, pay $8,000 for a 20 inch flat screen TV, uh, you know, back when it, you know, the, the technology is brand new, right? Um, they're generally speaking, they're the more affluent yeah. of us, right? The ones who can afford that. And then over time, you use that money the, the manufacturers use that money to innovate, to bring down that price. So it, it can have massive scale. Well, we're kind of there with crypto right now, right? This is that that part of the early adoption, and um, and so also it doesn't necessarily mean that they're the best operators. They're the we're, we have the, the sort of the hackers, the tinkerers, the risk takers. The, we have the ones on the fringe who are developing these things. Great engineers, perhaps, right? Uh, genius engineers in, 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 uh, at times, 
but not necessarily people who have a very uh, extensive experience productizing those ideas. And building products, making them into products is very challenging. So a lot of times we see products that aren't, aren't that great or have a lot of problems. So um, th- the reason why we haven't seen this yet is partly because of that and partly because it's just there's no barrier to entry. The, the barrier, there's no gatekeepers. So anybody can come in and launch a smart contract. And this means that People with low moral character can create businesses around just scamming people, just taking this freedom of and this, this access to this amazing technology, and instead of using it for good, for building constructive things, um, uh, they just do the same thing that the central finance banks have been doing, this, doing to us the whole time, which is just robbing yes. us. So we can innovate. Nobody has. It's, it's funny that you say that. Pardon me. It's funny that you say that, Josh, because I had this conversation with Ben the other day. Uh, I, I told him that they're just doing what the banks would do if there were no law, right, where there was no, like if the banks were allowed right. to run free. Yeah, take, take, like this, this weird. Well, yeah, take, take, gone. take 900 to one, you know, leverage or nine, 900 to one fractional reserve yeah. against their, against their deposits, things like this. Yeah. And that's what we saw yeah, people like FTX doing, right? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to shout out to Alameda. Uh, no, yeah, I, it's it's a really interesting and uh, you know I I think uh, I think it's a good project. I think it's a noble project. I'm I'm curious, me personally, as to how it works uh, because uh, and obviously you, uh, there's some things that you can kind of reveal and some things that you, that, that that you can't. But uh, you know, uh, for for we have all types of listeners. I'm a, I'm a software engineer. Um, you know, I'm curious as to what, you know, at least from a high level, uh, uh, what's actually done. Because what it sounds like to me is that uh, there might be a, some some tech involved, but also there's still a little bit of sleuth in. What, what, is that fair to say? Uh, yeah, I would say that's fair to say. Um, if you want, I don't know if, if okay. sharing screens are going to work. I, I, I'm almost tempted to not do anything because I don't want to like cause a system to explode again. But I'm happy to walk you through <laughs> some of it if I, if I can manage to share my screen. If you want okay. to, yeah, man. Here, give me just a Yeah, let's uh, give it a go. Yeah. All right. So yeah, uh, there should be a start screen. Yeah, here. I think I can hit yeah. this button right here. Um, but in, in, in short, what I'll say is, is the way that it works is. Um, it, it takes the the what the I guess the traditional um, what you could call the traditional uh, best practice or standard of taking um, scanning contracts, scanning actual like like solidity code in an attempt to um, I don't know, excuse me, identify some sort of um, um, malicious code, some snippet that's that's not going to be um, uh, very. Uh, nice uh to people that's going to be doing something um some something illicit or some sort of sabotage and it's uh it's taking that and um that method of security and flipping it on its head so instead of, of scanning the contracts the contract code itself it's it's worrying about where the money is going it's focusing on the ledgers so one of the things about okay. one of the things about um uh blockchains is there's these public immutable ledgers so working just from memory, of course, since I built this yeah. thing, um, the way that Rug yeah. Radar works yeah, is, yeah. is we're not worrying about all any of the contract code, uh, which actually helps us to be very uh, expandable in the future. Like we're going to be um, able to uh, um, 
interoperability into other chains is going to be just super, super a breeze because what, instead what we're focused on is where the money is going. It doesn't matter what contracts are doing what, if they have this weird trapdoor function, if they can mint, if they can burn, if they can do this or that, if they can remove liquidity. What matters is where did the money go? Did fund A go here, fund B went there? And that really, that movement is going to inform whether or not some sort of a fraudulent thing happened. I mean, if, uh, if they're trying to launder the money, if they've pulled, how much they pulled out relative to how much that they've put in, um, you know, is this, um, you know, un, un, what, what is it called, um, undue gains or, or undue rewards or something like this. Um, so so, so um, that's what Rug Radar does is instead of um, looking at the contract, the technical contract code itself, trying to decompile that and reverse engineer it, we just look at the ledgers. So as soon as a, as soon as a new token is written to the blockchain, we could detect that event. We operate a node like anyone else. And as, as soon as that happens, we start scanning that contract's transaction history and also the, the transaction history of the deployer. And the, if you think about the, the, the two goalposts of when the contract is created and when the token trading starts to goes live, if you think about those two different goalposts, those two different events, there's a series of transactions that happen in between. And those transactions in between are what we can uh, look at and identify and uh, create um, patterns in which we know are setups for fraud or setups for some sort of a rug pull, some sort of a scam. And so we're able to actually warn you, alert you about this impending scam before the, the token trading begins, um, just based on this vector of known transactional patterns that are indicating that there's something up with this particular deployer. So that's how Rug Radar works. It's all completely automated, and wow. we scan for every single token that deploys this way. So we're able to just, if you go to beta.rugradar.org right now, or depending when this airs, rugradar.org, you'll see we list every token that we detect is going to commit some sort of a fraud. And we do that before it's even possible for a consumer to buy it. So it's this early warning system, early avoidance system. And obviously, the, 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 the ideal implementation of this technology isn't to just operate our own listing site that lists this, you know, the sus looking uh, uh, tokens. It would actually be to you know, have it at the point of purchase. So have some sort of an alarm or indicator in the, baked into a wallet or baked into you know, a DEX screener or something like this. So use me as the manifestation of the uninformed masses. Yeah. Um, I because this you've said that this can be used to preempt during that technical explanation it sounded to me like when you talked about how it's it's identifying where transactions are going where fund a if fund a is going over here and fund b is going over yeah. there that to me seems like like when I hear that in my head it feels like someone has to be the guinea pig so how how does that work without anyone purchasing that token without anyone doing anything with that token so the fund a, that that scanning <coughs> excuse me that scanning uh those transactions are the deployer himself setting things up configuring the token to do certain things and um right. so, so that's okay. yeah that by, by by seeing how they're configuring it that tells us are they attempting a very like a serious attempt here based on our historical research we're able to look at rug pulls of the past mm -hmm. and identify what the common patterns are for fraud, and then we're able to look at tokens that are real, real projects, and we're able to look at okay, how do you, what are the typical transactions we see to configure a real project, and when there's a very stark difference between the two, we can indicate that. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Okay, interesting. And then what then? And I don't just want to make this about FTX for obvious personal reasons, but like because that to me is like a that was 
an exchange where like the transactions themselves like yes we had things going on with the idea of people buying bitcoin that didn't actually exist <laughs> but rug radar would that have been able to preempt something on the scale of ftx uh rug radar as it's configured no but okay our technology yes so wow okay we would have um we would have been able to detect luna before it happened and you, we probably would have detected luna yeah, luna i could see I, luna i could see you guys we, yeah, yeah from what i understand because i've like just a, just a, real quick i i've looked at the technical staff um at, or excuse me the technical stack and luna seems like a perfect case study for what you're working yeah on. luna we would have caught probably weeks before it happened because what we would have caught was all of the um all of the embezzlement that Doquan was doing the billions of dollars worth of tokens that he was moving um, that, you know, we look at, we look at transactional anomalies. So if you think about statistics, there's a, there's a standard distribution of expected yes. numbers and it's a bell curve again. And when things fall outside of that, there's a reason. Um, and when things fall consistently outside of that, there's a pattern. Um, this is the stuff that our technology automatically detects as long as we're configured to look that way and look at that thing. Right now, we're just looking. We're listening for token, new token deployments to make sure we can uh, help people avoid getting rugged. But if we were watching everything at all times, which one day we can with scale, um, we would detect even mm. that. Uh, we would have detected um, Celsius. We would have detected the anomalous uh, deposits coming from the same place Celsius's hot wallet down into the DeFi protocols uh, like Compound, uh, where they were doing a lot of um, leverage uh, uh, lending um and borrowing and and we would have yes detected ftx what we would have detected there is we would have detected over time these consistent withdrawals that were coming out of the ftx um uh, hot wallets by alameda it would have been and going to the same places and doing the same things and uh going to liquidate right. through binance a lot a lot of what this 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 a lot of what this was about was, almost, and this is why I think SBF tweeted out, okay, you won this time. You got me. He said that to CZ. <laughs> it's because it seems like this sort of war has been has been waging for a while that, that what yes. SBF has been doing. Wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's back up because we're, we're kind of covering a lot of, a lot of material yeah. here. What, what, let's, for, for people who, who live under yeah. a rock, who is SBF? What is his deal and and uh you know what exactly uh is this feud that he has with uh cz and who's cz okay, so cz is uh he's the ceo of uh, binance the largest uh cryptocurrency exchange um in in crypto uh and sbf stands for sam bankman freed or scam bank fraud uh, bank run fraud um and he uh <laughs> he's the ceo and founder of ftx the exchange that just imploded um, and, uh, and, and absconded with, uh, tens of billions of dollars of, of people's money. Um, and so, so this was a, um, now these two were, you know, top leaders in, in a lot of ways seen as top leaders in the cryptocurrency industry because of the positions they held and because of the, the amount of money that they commanded and controlled. Um, and now there's this. I mean, yeah, Sam was on the the front of the cover. Wasn't he on the cover of was it Fortune or Business Week or, or what was he on? What what? Yeah, so, something. Yeah, he was He was called the Warren Buffett of crypto. Like this guy was a big deal. Well, I guess he was the youngest billionaire so, 
of all time. Um, yes, right. twenty-seven years old. Yeah, something, something like so, that. So, yeah. at any rate, he he, um, you know, he's he's quite the quite the crook, and uh, it turns out. And so the two of them had been like, I guess, and, and CZ, by the way, had a big position in FTX. He had invested early. And also pulled out early, so yep. he wanted to. He kind of uh, liquidated early, and and that in, a, in some way may have like hurt uh, SBF in some way. But what I can tell you is just from the ledgers, is a consistent theme here was money being uh, money meeting any any number of, of actual liquid crypto coins uh, leaving FTX, uh, moving over to Binance, and then liquidating through Binance. So meaning, meaning converting, I presumably converting to fiat. So this would come off of the, this would hurt the balance sheet of Binance in actual fiat, nothing that matters. And then they would take that fiat, deposit it back into FTX, buy more crypto through FTX and have the cycle continue. So there's this sort of like arbitrage game of, of, of tokens leaving FTX, uh, depositing onto uh, uh, Binance, oftentimes just Tether, just you know USDC, stable coins, um, and then never coming back. Wow. Right? So, just and, and so he's using stable coins. That's waging yeah, war. That's pretty dastardly. Yeah. No wonder. Yet no wonder. I mean, that, it makes sense now why CZ had such a you know declared this fatwa against him because that is that's pretty sleazy. That is very. Sleazy. I mean, I'm not a fan of me personally. I I, I mean, I, I don't really trust any of yeah. these guys. Uh, you know, CZ got. I don't know if you've been paying attention to the to the rumblings with CZ and the money the money laundering stuff, but the you know the sort of uh, uh, ever ever well, I, I don't know what you'd call that. A, I guess a perpetual motion motion yeah. machine of just money revolving yeah, door right? just, of money. Just, and it's and it's all smoke and mirrors, and it's really it's honestly it's it, it's. What scares me about stable coins, but I that I mean stable coins could be a whole other podcast to be honest with you. But but it's it's what uh, it's kind of what, what terrifies me a lot about this stuff is the uh, the guys who are willing to kind of who who are I mean these people are really smart, right? I mean Sam went to MIT. Um, you know uh, CZ is intelligent in his own right, uh, but a lot of the fraudsters. Besides Sam, because Sam is, I think, one of many. Yeah. Um, they're these are not these are you know these are not these are not your average criminals. These are like Ivy League elite. They're <laughs> trained. not dumb guys. Right, and that's and that's what I think is really really kind of fascinating uh, about it. And what, what fascinates me about about it as well is like the hum is the human element, like. Imagine you were 27 years old and you were declared the youngest billionaire yeah. in the history of, of, of humans. Like, wouldn't you, at that point you think, "Hey, maybe that's enough." Like, I think I've like I'm good, right? But you wanted more. Like, what is that about? Like, what do you think? Like, what on a human level is going on? Yeah, there? what do you think? I'm just curious. Like. It's, you're you're thinking yeah. like a human, a normal human with a well-adjusted brain, a balanced <laughs> sort of. <laughs> you know, you're thinking like a balanced, normal person, an average person. But the thing is, and I, I, I this is a consistent, a recurring theme. Me sitting whenever I sit across from one of these guys, the same. There's something about these, I don't know, sociopathic or or, or antisocial, but clearly just raging narcissism, raging narcissists. 
have yeah. this thing yeah. fueling them that it's not so much about it becomes not about the money as much as it does about the the thrill of it all like the the deception what it is that you're doing like like SBF I don't know if you knew this but one of the things he did was he wanted to donate he wanted to help well he wanted to get money to the the, the Democratic Party there's a lot of this a lot's going to come out about the favor yeah. he was getting with Democrats yeah. but he didn't want to get be so obvious as to only donate to Democratic candidates so what he did was he donated an equal amount to Republicans and Democrats but the Republican candidates that he donated to were candidates that were that, that like were clearly never going to win they were in last place that the money donated to them wouldn't go anywhere, ah, right? Ah, but the Democrats ah, donated it to were people who a, really needed it. Who were oh, very clever, right? So this is the level he's working. It's, it's got to it's got to suck to be those Republican candidates, <laughs> <laughs> knowing that you you would just damage control for SPF. Yes. You would you, all you are all you are is collateral for him. You're not a politician. What a scoundrel! Wow. But it, yeah, it's wow. clever. Yeah. Go on, and it, it, it must have filled yeah. him with glee, right, to, to have gotten away with that, right, right. to see the narratives right. unfold the way that he wanted to see that people were tricked. And it, it wasn't until now that, like, you know, he got uncovered and found out. So, um, you know, and him going on all of these interviews and podcasts and stuff, doing this PR tour, it's like, oh, OK, I get it. You're, you know, on one hand, you're probably and, trying and a to PR tour about about uh, this. This is the, this is the part like this part that, that upsets me, the, a PR tour about preventing fraud about preventing like the, the, you don't you don't know that i don't know if you know this ben uh I, I don't know if you heard this uh across the pond but he was at the forefront of uh the initial sort of meetings and and uh discussions in congress for crypto regulation well yeah but why wouldn't so he? You, you'd you'd want if you're if you're him if you're like because my question is and this of course and, yeah it's like on, my, my question is and to the floor really rather than an actual specific question that i'm seeking an answer for here and now the is does it start malevolent like you know to me i i would like mm. to think no i would like to think no it doesn't start malevolent i'd like to think like because even the way you described it just then josh is like because for example you said it stops being about the money which implies that at one stage it just it was at one stage it was crypto and it was uh let's create a big company new tech novelty uh we're we're early adopters we've got a big opportunity here and then slowly but surely over time he goes oh my god i've got this much power to wield around what happens if i do this right. and then he gets away with it and then what happens if i do that and then he gets away with it and it's like like and then it kind of snowballs but it's like yeah if, you, if you're if you're him if you're him you would absolutely yeah like, oh my god i run the the biggest crypto or, or up there with the biggest crypto exchanges in the world. And I can sit at the table to discuss regulation. I can uh, perfect. I'll bring the picket fences. Yeah. A billion is such as a, such a big number. I, I mean, people don't understand how big a billion is uh, and, and, mm. and how much bigger it is than a million. And so like, you know, what's the difference between yeah. 600 million and $900 million once you have that, it's 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 nothing. So like the 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 journey between the two isn't about the money anymore. It's about something else, obviously. Um, and and so like and especially once you're north of a billion, it's like what are you doing? Like like, um, you know, what's the purpose of taking this risk? It can't be about money anymore. It has to be about something else, and, and that's when it, it does become it. So to answer your question, does it start malef uh, you know malevolent? Um, not that malevolent. 
surely like the way it all starts right, yeah, right, right. He, he clearly he clearly that's a that's yeah. a very but that's a very poignant way of yeah. putting it that's a very poignant way of putting it because it's like like the seed is yeah the, the seed must be must be there that's a very very good way of putting it it's like yeah not that but he knows he still like, knows at the beginning oh. that this is a ponzi he still knows at the beginning that he can't have these yield farms yielding out 40 yeah. percent returns from nothing doing nothing else like just just through the finance of it like it's he knows that that there's the whole point of crypto it's his it's his nth cycle it's his seventh cycle however many cycles he's been in it he knows that it's all about like exiting yeah. through the liquidity of entering people who are entering too too far at the top and so there's a there's a there's a there's absolutely an immorality to that from the jump but it's a little bit different than it, it, yes it escalates throughout the whole process yeah so 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 what got okay what got you into this man because i i've i've been lucky enough you know i've been i've been uh you know uh uh singing your songs to to ben uh, uh for for a couple of weeks now uh you're a real interesting guy to me uh you've had all these types of experiences i i think were you featured in fortune recently was a business insider you've been featured in a lot right a, a, a couple of four just featured in Forbes, uh, you're you're doing you're doing the work. Uh, what what exactly inspired you to to do to focus on this specifically? Were you someone who was like did someone rug pull you or you know did, like what's your Batman origin story? Like who who shot your parents? <laughs> basically, what I'm getting at. If if your parents <laughs> a guy named Ru- a guy yeah, yeah, named yeah. Russ Davis no uh, yeah uh, but basically <laughs> yeah I got rugged it was, it was a rug pull um, and uh, you know anybody who gets yeah. rugged the first time you realize you go through this interesting thing of emotions because it's not just that you got scammed or lost some money it's like it's like I got got but also then like you go to your friend and you're like well what do I do who do I call nobody you just move on they win yeah. and it's like oh like they get to, they get to win yeah. that like that's a yeah. it's a extra yeah. sour pill to swallow that there's no recourse whatsoever that there's nobody to call it's DeFi. it's decentralized there's no central authority that gets to mm-hmm. own it or try to be accountable to it so yeah um i mean we saw that we saw that with kim kardashian we saw that with floyd mayweather like these people and even when they did get fined it's interesting like i i, I when i i, I paid pretty close attention to the Kar- Kardashian case. She's fined a million dollars. She made way more than a million. Yeah, I think she off of that. I think she, I think, I think it was just a standard settlement type thing, right? Because at the end of the day, yeah, her involvement, she didn't know it was going to be that kind of a scam. Like she knew she was promoting it. Like she they and she and, and, and uh, Floyd, sure. I think they took their money in fiat. They took their payment. So there's a quarter million dollars in fiat yeah, just to promote it. So it's not like they were pumping and dumping with coins the way that a lot of these YouTubers do. Sure. So, so like, the, yeah, oh yeah. Gosh, so they're yeah. like a weird exception case, but the people behind it were using their promotion specifically to help with the pump portion of the dump. And then the ones behind the actual coin itself were the ones doing all the dumping on their behalf, like for them. Um, let, let me get your, let me, let me get your thoughts on that because I have a beef with the the YouTube yeah. crypto folks. Like, uh, I think there's some people who have a great personality. Like, I would hang out with MM Crypto. He seems like a lot, but I'm used to Germans <laughs> and an energetic German is so uh, novel to me, right? The novelty alone would be enough for me to be like, oh, wow, really, you're really, you're pretty hyped for, you know, a German. Do you know, have you, are you aware of your history? So, but like any, like the rest of these guys, man. Um, 
especially you know as someone who who's got into trading uh and who got into it pretty deep and uh, you know started started uh understanding it to a, a deeper level and uh you know over the years i mean sometimes i'd watch their videos man and i would just be yeah. furious i would just be i couldn't i had to stop watching them at a certain point because of because of you know it not only it's it's not just the trading you know, uh, uh, tips, quote unquote, on tips that they're giving people. It's what they're shilling out, right? And and it seems like who was that guy uh, who went to look for SBF? The frick was his name? Bitboy. He's the worst of the oh, Bitboy. Yeah, I, like he. Well, he's, he's re- like like out of all fill, the people, fill me in on that. He's, he's, he's reinventing himself right now as like the sheriff, right? As like as like the good guy of crypto, the cop. Use and I've watched yeah, this dude for years. Wait, back up, back up. So who, who's who's fit? Fit? Sorry, Ooh, boy. I'm oh, sorry, fit, bit boy. He's definitely not fit. Bit boy. <laughs> bit boy. <laughs> and he's definitely not fit. You said fit boy, and I'm offended boy. by. I'm oh, sorry, bit boy. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. bit boy. I mean, bit boy. In my but, mind, I'm picturing Incrediboy wearing yeah. bitcoin rather than an eye like wearing a bitcoin logo rather than the little mr incredible's eye. no 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 no. we're talking yeah. about bitch boy sorry bit boy so bit boy is youtuber I'm detecting some vitriol here Josh. well i i don't even know the it's guy i don't have any, any interaction with him but he's one of the more like egregious like one of the more shameless like shillers so he'll it's 100%. the manner in which you're you're promoting an, uh, crypto as well because there are some some youtubers who genuinely will do research genuinely will support a crypto won't pump Correct. and dump it like they they're doing the analy- analysis and they're trying 100%. to share with you in a lead and that's different than what bitboy was doing for right. years which is just uh taking oftentimes taking oftentimes taking what he knows is going to be a pump and dump like knows is going to be a scam yes. because he specifically yes. wants to be a part of that um, and he knows that they're going to look the other way, mm-hmm. right? That they won't raise an issue. If he if he takes a real project and does a dump scheme on it, that real project will make a bunch of noise, right? So he is he's not incentivized to take real projects and do this scheme like some of these other YouTubers are incentivized because he's planning to dump it and make profit through it. He almost like it needs to find these sketchy coins. So what you do for years is take these tokens that had no utility, that had no product, had no technology, that were just white papers. Uh, and, and were just basically vapor coins, mm-hmm. you know, shell coins that were just speculating. And he would just call them the future. Oh, this is the future of DeFi, guys. Oh, it's going to change the world. It's going to revolutionize this, that, and the other. Uh, and then hype it up. And then as people bought in, you know, millions of dollars in volume the first day or whatever it's going to be, he would be the one dumping into that volume and just cashing out to the tune of hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars himself. And then the coin would just crater. And he wouldn't be held accountable for it. He'd oftentimes even delete the promotions, right? Delete the tweets where he was promoting it. Delete yep. the YouTube video. Um, that's predatory. I mean, that's just straight up scumbag shit right there, right? Yep. And the 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 attempt, his attempt at sort of whitewash history. Kind of, uh, 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 yeah. I mean, it's just it's for me, man. It's really it's so upsetting. Like it's it's because you know MM the way MM works. Uh, is he'll make a mistake and he's shilling for FDX as well. Um, I'm not sure what he, he uh, you know, to what extent he was aware of what was going on. But again, I don't trust any of these guys. I'm fairly sure they know a lot of what's going on. Um, you know, he just won't admit mistakes. But that to me is also like, 
Like, I mean, for every Benjamin Cohen, uh, and shout out to Ben, uh, 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 Ben uh, Benjamin Cohen's an amazing crypto analyst. Uh, had a chance to speak with him uh, before. Uh, for every Ben Cohen, there's fifty Bit Boys, right? At least, at least. Uh, and the the thing that hurts is that they're taking people who don't realize that they are being positioned against some of literal math, math, math PhDs, right, in mathematics, uh, and they're being set up to basically feed them. Uh, and I don't, and, and, and I don't know, man, I, I, uh, I, I just, it, it feels, it fills me with a lot of despair. I don't know what to do. So that's why, I mean, but that's why projects like yours are important, right? Because I think, I think, um, to the man on the omnibus or the man on the street, uh, this is necessary. Uh, because if it, to the average consumer, I mean, like how the hell, like, what, what, what are, how are you supposed to know, you know, what, what, what uh where the where what white paper you're supposed to read or what sort of nonsense i mean i don't know if you've ever read the some of the white papers for some of these projects but man sometimes even for someone like me just indiscernible just un it's just impossible to figure out so well, sometimes the more uh so yeah i mean I, I, sorry to cut you off but sometimes ahead. the more yeah. technical the white paper sounds the easier it is to hide like bullshittery inside of it yeah. right because it's, it's just confuses people so yeah. let's skim past that part and just go oh well somebody else has read it and if it was bad they would have called it out so nobody called it out i'm sure it's fine you see what i'm saying like like there's this there's like what happens when the power goes out at your house right i don't know about you guys but i sit there and i go i bet there's somebody working on this right now and right. i just wait yeah, yeah. somebody yeah. working on this yeah. for sure i don't call anybody i just sort of wait yeah, yeah. and then the power comes back on but like Nobody. What happens when nobody's calling? What happens when there's nobody working on it? And you, how long would you wait before you had to like went and tried to solve the problem yourself? Well, these this white paper stuff, this DYOR culture, it's like any time you encounter a little thing that you don't know how to really interpret, you just go, well, they published it, and there are people out there who know, so I'm sure someone would have called it out if it was a problem. So I'll just skip right. over it. That's what people do so easily in their head. They don't even right. think that they realize they're doing it, but they get to a part that they don't know how to confirm and they just move past it, assuming right. that, oh, well, they wouldn't have even wrote that if it was going to be bullshit because someone's going to catch them. You know, you know what I mean? So it's... Well, the other thing is, it's, it's one of those things, it's very easy to do in retrospect. It's, it's, it's very easy to say in retrospect. It's like when you have a car accident or something and people go like, oh, why didn't you, why yeah. don't you do this evasive action? Why don't you take that? And it's like, it, it's absolutely of course yeah why why like this is where i say that i am the voice of, of the uninformed is because i got stung in real time but i do feel like for example my interest in crypto has shot up since because i now want to understand it more. okay and i now have more i have more of an active interest in it and i am even more enthused by it i would say because because i've looked in the the preliminary kind of awakening that i've had in light of losing money i'm now like oh no i really do see the potential of this and i really want to be involved and i really think it could benefit me in the long run i can um, i can help but that's only it's only yeah yeah exactly yeah well I, i'll consult but it's like it means what it what i don't know i feel like i'm fortunate in so far as 
I'm inquisitive enough to want to look that up. Like I, the reason why what something that you're doing is so crucial is it sticks up for the people who won't and arguably shouldn't have to do all the kind of, like you say, the DYOR. It's like, it's, it's all, it's all fine to say to somebody, you know, like, oh, you should do your own research. You should do your own research. It is, it is one of those things that's easier said than done because you, when the quality of the information outlets is so questionable, like you're talking about, go on. Bro, I, 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 look, long story short, if I have to send a, a, a fuck, sorry, sorry, Tyler, a fucking white paper to my friends who are literal PhDs in mathematics, right? From, you know, fucking Rutgers or whatever, and they have to read the paper and they have to return to me they return it back to me and say, this is indiscernible, the, then the average person has no chance. That's it. Simple as that. Look, at the end of the day, the, so, the premise, not everybody can learn how to read solidity. Not everybody is a computer scientist. You got uh, right. people working two jobs, 14 hours a day, trying to get the kids to soccer practice. Right. They don't have time to do that. So, But that doesn't mean that they shouldn't and won't participate in, in finance, in decentralized finance. So the premise from Correct. the outgo is broken. But but let me just, you, you if you want to get a little bit more annoyed listen to this okay (laughs) listen to this Ben. Uh, listen the 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 whole dyr thing was designed to get you not to help you so so think about this right Uh, one of the things you are told is to uh, one of the best practices before you buy a token is to look at the supply and to verify the holding and to verify that uh, no more than five percent of the tokens are held by any individual uh, uh, wallet, right? Because otherwise that means that they're gonna, presumably that there's someone who's gonna dump all the tokens on you. If you un- yeah. if but you really no. unpack that, think about that, yeah. So, so if you really unpack that, what would yeah. that mean? Well, I that would mean that there's no treasury because a treasury should have 30%, 40% of the tokens, right? So if there's no treasury, right. yeah. where is yeah. the, where are those tokens? Are they hidden? Oh, they're hidden. So what they mean is to say, invest in the projects where the team has gone through lengths to hide the token supply across dozens of other wallets so that no one wallet rises above a certain level. It's, it's, it's an insidious wow. trick. Oh, yes. So, so yeah, it's very clever. Very clever. Yeah. So, is, so is renouncing contract. If you think about it, why would you install yeah. Windows XP and never take a software update? Yeah. And and solidity and these blockchain technologies so, are. But this is this is wild to me because it's like it's like somebody has hijacked the FAQs. It, it doesn't. It, and it, it's like it, yeah, and and and, it, it, and has pitched the FAQs in a way to uh, the your FAQs. What you would normally go to to debunk are now a lure. Yeah. And this has always been this way. Locked liquidity. Why would you lock liquidity for 100 years? Why would you burn liquidity? It's first of all, wasteful. And second of all, you couldn't pull it if there was a calamitous event. You couldn't pull it for a good reason. You couldn't partially draw down it to do market making if you're going to list on a centralized exchange. You're literally tying one arm behind your back with an automated market maker managing it. And you're saying, go ahead, pot. I'm sure you're going to do fine forever. I don't need to worry about anything. It's so that they can get your liquidity and not you. You're defenseless. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They and the and the, and the, those whom they 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 they, they, they deem worthy. So 
Okay, who's this guy who rug pulled you? What's his Russ name? Russ Davis. I'm trying to look him up. Russ Russ Davis is uh, he yeah. runs the Russ Retrust. I don't mind calling him out. Okay, fine. Yeah, uh, I, I don't care. either because he's never going to sue me because yeah. he doesn't want me to have discovery. He doesn't want me to have access to all of his books, right? So, um, come at exactly. no, come at us, Russ. That's what he, we're he, saying. He uh, runs at RussRetrustCrypto.com. <laughs> uh, if you go there, he's just a guru site. He, he says he's going to teach you all sorts of stuff about crypto how to get rich. So he first of all has this like service for hundreds of bucks where he sell you courses. And then he has a Facebook group, yeah. which is just his ATM. So you go to it and you're supposed to get these like alpha calls, but it's, he's just using them to farm them, right? He's giving out calls and then he's dumping. So he's front running them and dumping them. Yeah. So, so uh, look, when I first joined DeFi, I wanted the get rich quick route. So I, I was like, oh, this Russ guy seems to know what he's doing uh, because he, his, his real claim to fame was that he called SHIB very early. He made tens of millions of dollars through SHIB, uh, which... We won't go there. So, so the point is, <laughs> uh, that's his latest claim to fame. He literally won the Connecticut State Lottery. He literally won the lottery that's like set him up with his first bag. And then he won the lottery with Shib, and he's won the lottery ever since. This dude just can't. He's fail. It's the definition of fail up. He, he's, he cannot lose. It's so annoying. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. But but yeah. Um, he 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 ran this group. I was part of this group. He was promoting this coin Emacs, which is the Kim Kardashian Floyd Mayweather one. That was the one that rugged me. Uh, I was. <laughs> I was at the center of all of this from the beginning. I mean, I happened to be at the wrong place at the perfectly right time. and uh, But it was a, a little bit of both because I was also networking with him. So it was also kind of a personal long con thing where I was getting friends with him. I thought he had connections that I'd be able to use and then to, you know take advantage of. I didn't know he was that like a scammer. I understood what he's doing, with, mm. which is basically a pump and dump, right? But I didn't think it was as bad. I thought, well, this is the network effect. This is Metcalf's law. You buy into something you believe in, then you bring in people to support it. And then, you know, that's the whole point is to front run other people. And now you're incentivized to grow it, right? You're sharing in the growth that you then help to make. Um, that's actually yeah. like, the, like the, that's the whole point of it. That's the encouraging part. But the idea is that you're, you're dry, you're adding value to the ecosystem and you're not just like buying in super early for pennies and then just dumping on them for millions, right? Like that's the difference is you're, you're not doing that. So when you use right, it's a, it's a very like altruistic thing, but when you use wrong, it's bad. And I didn't realize he was doing it that way. I didn't know enough at the time to like understand these ledgers to see it. But before long, I mean, literally just over the course of like four or five weeks, I started to look at these records because I, in my head, I'm going, this price action doesn't make sense. I was an equities trader. So I'm looking at the price and I'm going, something's off. Uh, so I started looking at the ledgers yeah. and I, I got more suspicious as my suspicions grow. I thought it might be him. And, and one thing led to another. And one day I confronted him, but it was too late. Um, and you know, I was already my position was already sunk so far. I, I was like, well, I might as well not. I was I had this dilemma where I'm like, do I either bring it up or do I let them pump again so I can get out, right? So like, I had this spot where I was like, right, oh yeah. shit, like, but but you know, I have to do the right thing. I always do. So um, I just forfeited the bag basically and uh, just went went to war. But but I immediately saw this opportunity because then I started looking at all these other comings all of his other coins, everyone else's mm. coins. And I was like, oh man, this is like every coin basically is doing this. So like there's a huge yes. addressable market. A lot of them. How, how much of the market would you say is uh, either susceptible, e even just possibly, or I mean, either according to your system or according to your personal professional opinion is susceptible to a rug pull or uh, exhibits the characteristics of a possible rug pull. 85%. Jesus Christ. Uh, There's yeah. no. Oh, yeah. So, so, so it's, it's the, the, the amount of 
the amount of the market that is fraud is more than anybody realizes. It, it, the majority of the market is fraud, not the, not not ten percent. Uh, so it, and so define define fraud for us. So, like for example, in my mind at the moment, I'm just thinking of buying coins that don't exist, like like the the FTX thing. You know, but I exchange dollars for a Bitcoin, and that Bitcoin isn't actually real. What is that? The only kind of fraud. What other kinds of fraud are we talking? How about? many people? You know, there's some statistics, some number, big number. I don't know what it is. X percent, 70 percent of Americans don't even have five hundred dollars in savings to cover a big crisis, right? Some big event, right? Right. Yes. Just right. how many people yeah. have eighty ETH laying around to buy an ape picture? Not a lot of people. Right. Just how many people have an ETH, a four thousand dollar ETH, a mm. single ETH? How many people have that to buy a a, a crypto punk uh me bits and insert nft that's been over an eighth here it's 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 t mm. it's a fraction of a percent people think that there's all these people that are doing that are participating in this but it's it's mostly just the wealthy people it's the it's people who either got in crypto early and won the lottery or got lucky or it's the wealthy who are laundering money and scammers who are laundering money who are keeping this volume going who are manufacturing this volume who are sweeping the floor to solidify it which is just another way of saying market manipulation who are you know yeah. an enormous amount of what you think is is like and, and then there's a huge spectator audience that's participating on excuse me on crypto yes. twitter and spaces and that's not necessarily mm -hmm. fraud but that's keeping this machine going and it's every now and again picking someone off who goes in who goes in with their life savings who you know goes in with some fractional share thing um and, and that's the game and it's it's the majority of the market so okay yeah and I, and these are these are things this is why i like having these conversations with you because you you're you and i uh, haven't known each other for very long but we do think very similarly um which is interesting. you're a very smart guy um and i'm not saying this to, like it, ben knows me well i'm not <laughs> uh, I, so when i so when I tell someone something, I, I really do mean it. Appreciate it. It's what what bothers me, and I think I think this, we had this conversation the other day. Is that the targets are the most? seem to be the most desperate, kind of like the lottery, right? Like the targets are not, uh, you know, middle class necessarily. Although middle class people can get swept up in this stuff, right? The targets seem to be. You know, especially in the current sort of macroeconomic conditions that that are taking place in the United States, right, where people are sort of suffering and not able to make the sort of social climbs that they may have their like parents may have been able to do. Well, uh, I think globally, those I'll think globally. Well, think, think about a third world. It, think about an emerging yeah, market. Go on, go on, go on. Yeah, right. Yes, exactly, exactly. You could, so yes, yeah, so you take the most desperate in your own uh, in your own nation. Right. And then you, you, man, yeah, you scale, you scale big. Time. We, we, we celebrate yeah, that this is yeah. a global thing. We, we talk about how this decentralized finance is going to, we, we, we take advantage of the tendency for the West to want to virtue signal. And then we, we get them behind this idea yeah. that, oh, this is going to be great for El Salvador. This is going to be great for Nigeria. This is the perfect time to get them in. Yeah. They're going to have all this opportunity that they never had before. They're going to have access to, yeah. to, to economics they've never had access before by their governments. Hey, we're going to a million. Wag me. Get on board. 
and it was at exactly the wrong time and it destroyed and devastated the poorest among us. The people who are least capable of sustaining that blow are the ones that priced it at the top. It's sick. Yeah. yeah. They see a guy, yeah. they see a guy with a blue check mark and a beard. If, uh, in this scenario, I'm the one promoting it, uh, and pr promoting something. He's got to know. What do they know? They barely know mathematics and arithmetic, right? They don't, they don't have that luxury, but they yeah. but they understand that they have access. They got a smartphone. They're able to connect. They're able to do. Uh, right. Now they have an opportunity to make their 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 to get their family out of a hut, out of the mud. They're yeah. going to take that shot because they think, to the, from their point of view, yes. that they have this unique, rare opportunity to follow a rich guy from America. But it's yeah, not yeah, going to be yeah. in their interest. It never was. 100%. And then we blame them. Then, then we say, hey, you shouldn't have overextended. Hey, you shouldn't have invested more than you could afford. As if that even means right. anything to someone. In right, right. Right. What is uh, what is a car? Uh, what is it? Uh, buyer beware. Yeah. I forget yeah. the Latin. But yeah, that's that's that is the ultimate cruelty, right? Is we pretend as if uh, uh, they should have known yeah. better, and it's like, yeah, I mean, I guess, but to you know, to what extent? To to what extent can can we assign personal responsibility? And when we're, know, we're baiting them, uh, we're literally baiting them. We're selling them the dream. Yeah, it, that's called crime. I mean, like, I mean, legally, right? That's I thought we called that crime, right? What is it called? Entrapment yeah. in some cases. False so, advertising. It's, yeah. It's, it's so insincere. I mean, entrapment. it's definitely misleading. Right, right. Maybe not entrapment. insincere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, insincere is, is is a generous way of putting it. So, so, so this is interesting to me, right? Because you brought something up that 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 uh, I think is really interesting and is still a persistent, it's still a problem that's persistent, and it's something that's affected you even in the past. And you know, if you don't want to talk about this, we could we could move on from it. But I I think what uh, what's what's fascinating is. Uh, about a lot of the stuff is that the sort of virtue signaling still persists, yeah. which from what I understand is something that may have affected you oh, yeah. in, in the past. Uh, if you want to get into that. <laughs> no, I, I'm, a, I'm a, at all. I'm, I love I'm a trailblazer. I'm a trendsetter. Yeah. And uh, that includes getting cancel culture. I was, uh, I was one of the first to get canceled. So, um, yeah, you did it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, I can. You so go on. look, uh, you know, um, at least it's, it's to say nothing else about me. It's that I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm consistent. I'm one consistent motherfucker. I, I'm a, I have consistent principles. <laughs> I stick to them, and I don't. I'm not. I'm not. Yes. You know, self contradicting. Um, you know, this was the thing in 2014, um, which, which, uh, yeah, uh, which really um, got me good and, and but look maybe i've got i've got canceled double jeopardy so i can talk about the things now right i can't get canceled twice so i, I tried right. it and, and to be clear and to be clear i'm the one who invited him on here to anyone who has Yay! any nonsense i was the one exactly you're saved i brought him here come at but me. i also like to think that our audience is the type where if they're anything like us, like for example, if I see that somebody's been cancelled or if somebody's labelled controversial, the only thing I think is I'm probably going to be interested. Yeah, like yeah. It, it's it's a knee jerk reaction at this point. If nothing else, but yes. If sorry, nothing else, sorry. right? It's not that you that that, that you they for sure did nothing wrong, but if nothing else, it's like there definitely has been an element of like hysteria and, and rushed <laughs> judgment. So like this, we I, you need to find out right. what wasn't what part of the story wasn't told. Well, it's it's also it's also let me 
decide for myself. Right. That's the main thing. Like it's the it's the like because the the controversial. That's the softened down word that gets used. Right. Because, like, you know, it used to be, it, it evolves and it changes, but controversial used to be problematic, used to be whatever, <laughs> used to be whatever. And it all, all it means is, is we're trying to decide for you what you sh- should think about this person ahead of time. And, and it just, well, I, 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 I'm not going to get on my soapbox. <laughs> I'll do it. But I'll get yeah. on it. I, I, yeah, go on. Go I'll do on. it for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how, how much, uh, how, when I look back at myself when I was 18 uh, and I look at the stuff I was reading, the ideas I had, I was barely a functioning human. Like I was barely, I barely had a human brain <laughs> right. is my perspective now in my mid-30s, <laughs> right? Uh, and, and and that seems to be the consensus of everybody who gets to their mid-30s is you look back and you go, oh, God, who the fuck was I? Yeah. And so then why are we, why are our businesses and our brands capitulating to the ideas of 18 year olds with pink hair and lip rings. I, I don't yeah. understand yeah. the logic yeah. of that when we know that they're wrong. We know they're barely smart. Like we know they're not smart. And and, and so it's like, why then are we following? And comp- we also know that they're going to grow up. Exactly. <laughs> we also, we also know that they're going to grow up. So like, for example, like just as an aside, so for example, I'm in the auto industry yeah, yeah, yeah. and like we keep talking about gen z gen z gen z and we have this we always come to the same conclusion oh it seems like gen z aren't that interested in cars yeah because they can't buy them yet <laughs> like this currently their relationship with a car is sitting in the back on their iphone why are we adhering to people who don't have a vested interest when i was a teenager it was ferrari lamborghini or nothing because i had no frame of reference <laughs> for what that meant to get into that vehicle. Now, I'll take a decent used Volvo. <laughs> Love me a decent used Volvo because that's the frame of reference. But yeah, sorry, yeah, go on. You don't understand, mom. You just don't understand, dad. You don't get it. You don't get me. <laughs> right, yeah, right. They don't want your age, stupid. Of course they do. Yeah, it's... it's um. <laughs> and if, i was there too I'm not, I'm not saying i'm above it i was there too and i, I was just as no of course so. we we all no, absolutely everyone absolutely, in this, absolutely. In this discussion has was like is well it's, it's like it's like for example i don't know if this is much of an international story it was certainly big in europe is the finnish prime minister um don't know if you heard about her so she's a young, she's a young world leader she's 33 i think 34 yeah. and she had the audacity to go to a party and of course, photos have surfaced of her at this at this party, and it's just like, wow, we're not gonna. Ha- I can't help thinking like we're not gonna have uh, political cabinets in the future because no one's gonna run for office yeah. because no, because they're gonna be so petrified of of what people have got on their phones, what photos and videos and all the rest of it. Well, either that... That they're just going to be scared stiff. Either that or the only people qualified for that kind of a position are going to be people who lived a completely sheltered life, who took zero risks. Like sterile. Yeah. yeah. And is that the person yes. who's going to be yes. t- in touch Correct. with reality? I don't know. Um, Correct. So yeah, like this Correct. is... Um, this is, uh, you know... Uh, this is basically the problem. And so uh, when I got cancelled, I was like 20 three or something like that, 24. I wasn't very old, or 25 maybe. Uh, you were 24? Yeah, yeah. Wow. You were 24. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I rewatched that interview, and you spoke very well. I rewatched, so, so just for, any, for people listening, Josh was on, was on the Joe Rogan podcast. I think it was episode 725. 
you did amazing. For well, then I was 25 or 26. Holy it was, a, it was a year later. It, it yeah. doesn't matter, bro. Like you were thinking at a level that most people, this, this is what, this is what, I mean, this is what turned me on to you is the fact that you're like expressing your ideas. So what, how many 20, I mean, how many mouth breathers, do you know, <laughs> at 24, 25, or whatever you, you are, you and here you that, are. Go on. Sorry. Sorry for cutting you off. Do you find that that is because, because one of the things to me, because I literally listened to that episode today. So I just as a smaller side, it was number 719. Um, but who's counting? Um, it, <laughs> we, so like listening to you on there, one of the things that I've found is like, when you make a concerted effort, and this is a question I wanted to ask you, Josh, is when you make a concerted effort to sort of tell the truth and go by your principles, it becomes much easier to to speak effectively and speak clearly because you're not trying to perform. You're just trying to articulate thought. So like, because something I wanted to ask you, Josh, is like when you sent that original tweet about like I'm – according to Baz I can't just refer to him as the basketball guy because that's too vague whereas I feel like in the UK that's that's perfectly specific enough but like when you first put the tweet out about the basketball guy about the you know this bigot can say whatever he likes within his own home within the privacy of his own home was that you going I don't give a shit what the response is going to be I'm going to tweet this or was that you going like I know I know this is or, or were you shocked at the reaction? Were you doing it to be a contrarian, knowing it was going to get a reaction, or was it just you putting a thought out there into the ether? Um, yeah, you're still looking at it from a, from a perspective of you know what what cancel culture is. Um, it wasn't the thing back then, so right, I didn't go into right. it thinking that there was a huge risk. Right. In particular, uh, back then, the people who did the best were the people who brought a, a perspective that wasn't. That brought an interesting perspective. Um, yeah. And yeah, so yeah. Um, I was just like, I, I, what I wanted to do is I, I, I was, I was angry because I saw a complete contradiction at a time when like, it was right after the Ed Snowden stuff. It was right after like, we were worried about our privacy and it was like this, this is clearly like basically tantamount to prostitution. It's this young, like, 19 year old you know whatever instagram model who's like having an affair with this 86 year old guy she's not doing that for love uh she's doing it because he's showering her with gifts from the marital estate and she's having no no remorse over this right she's having no conflict of conscience whatsoever and we're heralding her as like a hero and we're like applauding her for what she did when she actually did what I thought was a crime or at very least like immoral, which is record you without your consent yeah. and trying to extort you and baiting you into a conversation, into an argument where you're probably going to say something offhand, which is exactly what he did. Right. That's what I heard when I listened to the right. conversation. I heard a, 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 a relationship bait um, on top of which was like an 86 yeah. year old guy who, of course, has some racist shit in his head. Like what 86 year old guy doesn't. Big surprise. Yeah. So, an 86-year-old yeah. dude from uh, the States uh, in that at that time. What was it, 2015? So what was he? he when when, he, was, when he was a kid, he, when 30s. he was a kid, blacks literally couldn't use the same water fountains as whites. Literally. Crazy. Yeah. So, Crazy. He has his ideas that are outdated. Yeah. That's so weird to me. And so we, got, yeah. we, we decided to do the maximum punishment to him while like completely turning her into some like queen. And it's just like, 
right. how is this happening? So it was mostly just frustration right. that I tweeted it. And I, I didn't think that there was a, a, a ton of risk uh, at all, honestly, because I also knew that I wasn't saying anything more. Like I was like, he's a bigot, but fine. Like, yeah. like you can't, it's, you can't do anything about yeah. it. And he's in his house. Like, uh, but yeah, and this is after all the Abu Ghraib stuff. This is after that. We, we, we just gotten done with the whole like ends wow. don't justify the means thing. And now we're like, oh, and justify the means. <laughs> So yeah, it, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get the re up. Yeah. <laughs> Meets back on the menu, boys. Yeah, yeah I thought it no, would be so sure. obvious. I thought that the, the 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 contradiction would be so clear that there was no risk, it's but it didn't matter you're at all. Smart. Yeah. It's yeah. obvious because you're smart, dude. That's really that's your problem. <laughs> like, and I say that facetiously. No, I'm serious, and I'm like that is. Because when I watched that interview, I was like, this is a man who, this is, and if you were really fucking 24, 25, I was like, you've, he's thought about this issue, these issues more than I had at, at his age. And the conclusions that he'd come to, I probably didn't reach until I was 30. And so that, that to me spoke so, like, you're kind of, you're, in some ways, you're kind of the canary in the coal mine uh in that regard it's like okay we're treating someone who's thinking about this in a very critical way things are not going to be good that's the thing whatever's coming is not going to be good that's the most painful part of it i think is um just that that no one like the the because i also don't talk about it it's not like i'm bragging i'm not a braggart so it's like um you're great that's yeah you don't mention it the thing that people don't see is how much thought I put into these things before I say the things that I say. And then to be flippantly, it doesn't matter about the labeling and all this bad stuff that happens, but to, but the idea that like this assumption that I don't know what I'm talking about or that I, I, I'm, I'm just talking out of my ass. It's like, I promise you, I put in more thought than you person reacting to me on Twitter. Right? Like, I promise you. Um, yeah. So it's, it's more like the, it's, it's, it's very frustrating to, um, have that mischaracterization. I, people like people like Jordan Peterson. I'm not going to say uh, one side or the other which side you land on him, but like that guy has put in a lot of thought, a lot of thought into social issues. Yeah, a lot of thought. Correct. And you're not yeah. considering that when you just try to like paraphrase him or repackage or reframe his ideas yourself. It's like you're probably not getting it right because he because like. I tell you, this guy has put in a lot of thought and it's just so it's so he's probably one of the most misunderstood people, the most misquoted people, most misrepresented people, because it's like, yeah, he, he says what he means. He's very specific in the way he speaks. And to, 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 to extrapolate that in any direction at all is doing it an injustice. It's not a mix. It's not a misquote. It's not a misquote. I, I've well, it's resigned. Like, yeah, it's, my... it's, well, it's the, the big thing for me is it's like, it's because when you say it's, I was looking up the difference the other day between the two new words that have entered our lexicon, been Mm. forced into our lexicon over the last two years, which is misinformation and disinformation. Um, Because, of course, they're they're apparently slightly different, but they get used interchangeably. And it was like, and it's funny because when you talk about, I would almost say because the the dis, from what I understand, is deliberate. The idea that the D in disinformation is deliberate. It's deliberately misin- misin- misinforming. Yeah. And so like when you talk about somebody like Jordan Peterson, it's almost like he's he's almost to take those two words. It's not even like he's misrepresented. He's disrepresented. Right. Because it's not... These, these people aren't trying to present 
correct fair, they're not accidentally correct. misinterpreting or unintentionally correct. misinterpreting they're intentionally misinterpreting like i was telling baz off air is like i remember and this and one of the reasons i'm talking about this i suppose is listening to your podcast it was a great trip down memory lane of like what the world was like in 2015 yeah. like when all this stuff was just budding and burgeoning like i when I like what I was telling Baz, I watched The Dictator the other day, 2012 film, and they have a joke in there about sensitivity training. And like, I didn't even know that was a thing in 2012 because I was still at school. I didn't know this stuff has been around this yeah. long. And it was like, I remember discovering Jordan Peterson around about 2014, 2015. I was doing stand up comedy. I go to a comedy festival. I'm chatting to my friends and I'm going, like, my comedian friends, and I'm going, Have you heard of this Jordan Peterson guy? Because he's this new guy on the scene. I'm at university, he's a university professor, and I'm getting asked, like, oh, you don't listen to him, do you? You're not that homophobe. <laughs> and I'm there going, oh, God, I don't, I don't want to listen to a homophobe. I, 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 what has he said? And this was my first exposure to it. Like, I'm not even 20 at that point, and I'm there going, like, what? you must be able to give me an example. We have the internet. If Why can't I just type in Jordan Peterson homophobic and find a video? But I can't. So what's happening? And it was it was such a bewildering time f for everybody. But like for me, when I talk about it from a personal note, because it's like I didn't know how to process any of this. I didn't I didn't know like it's like why why would you say he's homophobic when he's not? It's a really long or when you have no. It's a really long game of telephone. That game where you have to like whisper to your friend, and they have to whisper to your friend, and yeah. at the end of it how much has the, the secret changed? It's like, that's what it kind of really is, except instead of being whispers, you're hitting the retweet button on Twitter. And by the time things right. get around, you're quote tweeting it, and you're reframing it, and you're paraphrasing it, and you're reacting it. By the time it gets to the next person, by the time it gets to you, the idea has been gone through like 50,000 other brains and has been slightly tweaked and modified. It's no chance it has some, it's gonna be representative of the original. And that's the problem. But what's weird to me about yeah. all of this is that is that it it's it's one like the people the targets we're picking are really strange to me. Like you're a smart guy, uh, you're working on a technology. You worked on, by the way, one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, you worked on you're working on something that I think is a good thing for 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 people, Jordan. You, you know, maybe you don't pay, possess the same stature as him, Dr. Peterson, but it, it's also is also, you know, if you listen to him closely, I don't agree with everything that Jordan says, but uh, it's hard to dislike the man if you listen to him. I, I still uh, lament that we have to say that in this. Like, yeah, today. It, I, know, I know you say I that. I know you tell me that I sound like a jaded old man. Yeah. But like, I just lament that we have to say this. We have to go. Oh, by the way, disclaimer. That's part of it. I don't, I don't agree with a disgusting man, problem. So, like, yeah. But 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 the the re the reason why I say it is though is because I literally there are things I don't agree with Jordan. Sure. But 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 in but all than that all than all, other than that, like, are these the people that we is are these like the proper targets? Are these the ones that we want? You know, is is the thoughtful twenty five year old the one we want to? do this to look it's what are we to gain look, from it, that? it's 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 so infuriating because this goes back again to ben's point like what he was just saying it, it, it's like it's got to be emphasized the fact that we even have to say i don't i don't disagree i don't agree with everything he says it's like 
there was a time in which it was it went without saying that you didn't agree with the right, right, person right, because you right. agreed with something they just said. There was a time where it didn't right. need to be said for real, but we got we've we've habituated right. this thing where it's like where where we are right. we, we are yeah. on teams, and you either are a hundred percent of the team or you're no percent of the team, and there's no gray area, so it's like it it shouldn't have to be said, but it does have to be said. Otherwise, you're like you run the risk of yourself being taken out of context or misinterpreted and it's like we're putting the we're putting the oh. fault of other people to being to who are idiots we're putting that fault and like we're taking that onus on ourselves because we're surrounded by potential idiots who are going to think that because i think i like one thing he said that i like everything he said it's it's so it's so weird it's, it's this whole it's this whole point of like unless you explicitly state it you've implicitly said it. like you've Correct. implied it it's, like, it's so it, it it's so well, this is, what's what's bizarre to me is like, like for example, it, I, I remember it so vividly. Just like, mm. why? What's your reasoning for saying that? And at the time, I'm there going like, I like these people. I'm doing stand up with these people. I don't want to think that. I don't think, and I still don't necessarily think that they're actively misrepresenting a guy. I just, maybe they just don't know or they don't care to 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 look it up but it's like it's like when you hear you'll hear somebody say in a public discussion like a peterson or a harris or a weinstein or or whoever and it's like wait which how does harvey pronounce it because you have to say it the other way for eric and brady so weinstein okay good yeah i just know that you have to say it the other way Uh, so yeah but um so like for those guys it's like they'll they'll say at the start of something they'll go generally speaking x and then the the mm. other person the other side will go uh well what about this 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 exception this exception and this exception and i'm screaming at the screen going like that's implied when you're speaking generally you fuck <laughs> the, the speaking generally acknowledges exceptions because you're speaking generally and i'm i'm not an academic i'm not a, a, a lexicographer i'm mm. not any of this i just understand I, even now i'm doing it now i'm 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 putting my um my accolades or lack thereof out there as like a, oh don't you know take this with a grain of salt because i'm not a qualified accredited linguist but no i use the fucking language every day so therefore i know that speaking generally and that allows for exceptions and ben right. just animated right. ben, ben just performed the exact meltdown we all have in our heads every time we hear this stuff every time we see it that's what's going on in our head right there <laughs> but but it's deliberate right and that's i mean that's the thing oh, like so that, that, i lost my headphones is it i that's well that's that's a lot for an english <laughs> i've misplayed you know became so energized that my headphones were slight moves slightly. It's like, oh wow this guy's furious i i i think and you know it's 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 obviously deliberate Right. It's the it's, it's same, you know, going back to the point where I said earlier uh, and to which Ben sort of elaborated on, it is it is not a misquote. A misquote is when you uh, mishear something or miswrite something and, and it's, it's mm-hmm. done out of genuine mi- mistake. This is done out of malevolence. There's And there's no way to get to, to oh. I think, to, to describe it as otherwise. People edit things, like, edit is... interviews to take it out of context. It's, 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 it's a, it's a trick. It's a tale as old as time, but it's like that now it's being deployed at a scale and a frequency of social media. Uh, it's, it's outrageous. And people, and, and I don't know that people are, they're not like, they're not like criminal masterminds coming up with this and like 
plotting right. and scheming it, but right. they're just sort of right. they're doing it and they and they're causing massive amounts of damage, even if it's not even if it is a little bit subliminal or subconscious. It's just it's it's become this habituated thing that we don't pay any attention to. We don't care give any regard to, uh, you know. I don't want to go too far on a rabbit hole, but in large part because we've been watching Fox News do it for a decade, and we've been watching CNN do it for yes. a decade, and it's like yes. it just becomes normal, um, and it shouldn't have. I love that you said that. I love that you said that because I don't think most people realize that. I think people pick teams, and they don't realize that they're being played. Where they learned it from? Monkey see, monkey do. By, Where did you learn it from? You learned it from these, <laughs> these news sites you've been watching 24-7. What is, what is this? What, I think, but this is something that a lot of people go through as well, in particular when they make any kind of... I can't think of a better word than ideological, even though I I personally would try... My, my life's goal is to try and avoid being sucked into another ideology. But like when you make any kind of like transition politically or whatever like you 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 become aware acutely aware of falling into the trap again so like i've i've often described this to baz as i was university left and what i mean by that is i held a bunch of fashionable modern left wing views or 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 far left wing views um but i didn't know why I had just been given these platitudes and I had memorized them and I would regurgitate them in order to win social points and sound like I was politically literate. And it's like, and then, then you leave university and you, you go into the real world or whatever. But like there were, there were some that I couldn't get on board with. There was some where it was like, like for me and I'm, I, I sorry if we didn't want the conversation to go political. Um, but any, anyway, uh, like I, I, for me, like the first one was white privilege. Like I was sitting there going, I was having that sort of leveled at me by somebody who I knew had far more privilege <laughs> than me. Um, and I was sitting there like, and I was, and I kept getting told that I had this white privilege and I was there going, so I, let me get my head around this. You're attributing something to me that's negative based on the color of my skin. I'm sure we have a word for that. I'm positive we have a word. <laughs> and 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 I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there for the first time in my life going like I I but I don't feel like I can say that word right now. Why don't I feel like I can say this that word? It's a trap. Right it's now? definitely a trap. And yeah, you you the hook was right. being baited. You didn't bite. Good for you. Yeah, and it's and it's like and and then and then you start and then like that's the first domino that goes and then you start going like what what else have I been corralled into without questioning it and then it almost makes you it's it's almost like like i remember years ago listening to leah remini on joe rogan talking about getting out of scientology and now she's worried about adhering to other religions because she doesn't what if they're trying right, to trap it right, right. so and now i sit there and i i have this same cynicism this same skepticism right. go on Ben. so the well's been poisoned is what you're is right you're and you just say. you're there going or always what, been. what if you're just telling me gone no no sorry no, it's, you know, it's it's like it's it's kind of like. Although one of the things that it does lead you to do is it's it's leading to some great, a great new wave of of people coming through, like you, like, and that's that's in the tech space. Even in like the entertainment space, we've got people like um, Shane Gillis, for example. Like, I love that bit that he does about uh, Trump being the funniest president to see get shot, because that's something that 
both sides can laugh at, which is very, very tough to do. Like that's a master at work how he's able to do that. And it's like, like I make the joke with Baz that one of the reasons that I know that uh, Bitcoin is a good idea or crypto is a good idea is because both sides of the political aisle hate it. So that that's your surefire dead uh, stamp of approval that this is probably going to be a good thing in the long run if they're both trying to shut it down. Like if Trump ever got shot, one he side just deny is, it. then okay, let's... he would just deny it. He wouldn't, and then he would just keep doing whatever he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> My shooter's gay. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. My yeah. shooter's If you haven't seen that, Josh shoot- will send it over. It's a great, great bit. Yeah, shout out to, to Shane Gillis. Yeah, my shooter's wife, ugly as a dog. Yeah, that would be that would be, <laughs> that would yeah. be funny. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the this is uh, this is what kind of fascinates uh, me about all this, and I'm curious to hear from you, Josh, because I've had nothing but but great interactions with you um you know we you and i met through twitter spaces um and immediately uh, you know as soon as i heard it, it's funny um you behave a lot like me in that you switch modes so they'll, you'll you'll be in in josh just i'm messing around and my friends are really smart uh but i'm gonna make fart noises uh because it'll it'll irritate them and also it's very funny to anyone listening uh, mostly me, uh, for definitely me, but I'm sure to other people as well. But then there's the other side of you, which, you know, we get a chance to see here in the podcast where it's like, okay, this guy is, you know, not to be fucked with, right? This guy knows, this guy knows his stuff. So it's, what's interesting to me, what, what I'd love to hear is, you know, what's, what's your life kind of been since then, uh, you know, since that whole kind of, uh, uh event happened, what, what did you do, man? Um, you know, you just kind of try to, uh, react, like recover f- from it because it doesn't matter what, it doesn't matter how you feel about it. It's going to, it's going to have, it's going to affect you negatively, um, getting canceled. So like, uh, and, and I, I was so early that it didn't. Oh, by the way, real, real quick, real quick, Ben and I have both been canceled. I've been canceled three times actually. So fourth time wow. I'm looking for my sandwich card. Yeah. So Jeez. go for it. Sorry. Yeah, you're yeah, over, yeah, you're yeah. an overachiever. You're putting yeah, us on yeah, the yeah. shame. Um, mom prop. <laughs> real numbers here. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a rookie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, One so in my, in my case, the, the the problems didn't didn't manifest until late. So, like initially, it was so ridiculous that like uh, I had plenty of companies just being like, "Oh man, like that was that was a raw deal you got." So yeah, here come work for us. But um, but I, I ended up picking the wrong one in the sense that they laid off the whole company eight months later. So now I had like two back to back short stints on top of which still this like bad thing in my background. So that really ended up just a developer me. company. It was a was company called another video game. Yeah. It was a company here in Georgia um, that I moved to Georgia for initially. So they, they just didn't have um, a very honest CEO. Um, so that was what that came down to. But uh, so hit some adversity and just later went off. So we didn't lose this cushy $2 billion a year job, um, that kind of thing. So it, whatever it is what it is. But, uh, but like that really hurt me in a, in a way because it's like, well, I just came off of this other thing really didn't need like a bad little short stint on the resume. So that really made it hard to get another gig. So then from that point forward, I kind of had to keep taking step downs in terms of pay, getting paid less, having to sacrifice yeah. things, having to get rid of things, um, which just you know, hurt myself having to eat through savings. Uh, in between, I would always 
after that, I would try to like start my own company because it's like, well, you know, this is one thing I can control. But of course, starting a company costs a lot of money. You, know, you put a lot of your savings in or all of it in my case, and then it usually doesn't work out and it didn't. So then I had to go take another gig that was lower mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, scrape myself back together, get some more money, try another gig. It didn't work, you know, lose all my money again. And so it's just, it's not, um, it's not an easy life. That's for sure. But, um, you know, you, you, you just do what you can. And the, 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 the problem now is that like it's uh, there's a whole uh, there's a whole like ecosystem around making hiring easier. So uh, they have these like AI populated profiling databases that hiring departments use. So if there's even a single like red flag in your background, you'll be put into a category of red flags. So if there's any qualified candidates in the pipeline uh, that are reasonably like uh, clear of that red flag they're just going to get the job before you they'll get the interview before you and yeah so it really has a lasting yeah. effect um but that doesn't affect me anymore if i'm like in DeFi land right uh just uh, building my own protocols right i'm glad to hear that i'm glad to hear that but the other thing is i think now i think now you have enough your name has enough weight you know like like it was because your your cancellation case if that's a phrase is kind of akin to James Demore in a way, yeah. mm. where it's like you know it's, it's it was it was just a guy who who expressed an opinion. This this wasn't a person. This wasn't a public figure. This wasn't somebody holding public office or should have been under the eye of public scrutiny. And yet, all of a sudden, they were. Whereas now, it's it's you people who need to know know who josh olin is and so that i don't know it kind of makes you Im immune from it again doesn't well it's it? funny also back then that was potentially seen as like a an actually a big deal because there's so few examples of canceling back then but like today right. the standard of like that I, if that had all happened exactly the same way today it wasn't what happened like nothing would have happened yes um that's another yes. point of like how there's just sort of this uh perspective that's lacking around the whole thing the whole activity um because you'd think that like objectively if, if you thought i did something that deserved the punishment that i've endured then it should be the same no matter when it happened right but no it's it's not right right interesting no i've 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 literally when i graduated i remember i remember putting into google this is god's honest truth uh jobs jobs for people who aren't woke <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I was I was I was trying to find somewhere where like because even in my job at the moment like I I can't be this candid I I I can't be this candid no. and it 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 but pisses you me know off what, to no end. But you know what but, the tragedy of all this is is going back to your point, uh, Ben, on poisoning the well. There are good ideas right out there um, in some of these ideologies, right? And but now we can't even. Especially, like, I don't know about your experience, Josh, but I can guess my experience when I was canceled was one of the single most painful thing that's ever happened to me probably in my whole life. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, it for if, if it wasn't for, you know, the steps I sort of t took to, uh, rehabilitate myself, um, I would have lost sight of the uh the positives i think in some in some of these these sort of people's viewpoints right there are certain things like you were alluding to earlier 
where it's like, yeah, maybe you should consider this, you know, things from a certain perspective or like, hey, uh, within this particular context, maybe this context only, yes, the, a woman definitely possesses a, a disadvantage, right? Um, okay. It's it's just unfortunately that, it's just unfortunate that, uh, that, that it's been, what is it? I don't know. There's something about virtualization that I brings out a sociopathic dark triad behavior and just ruins everything for everybody. I feel like. Yeah. Um, look, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's, if, if, if there's been a rise, like if, if there's been an increase in, it, or if it's because we, have so much more access to think like to people and ideas, but it seems like there's been a rise of that, that behavioral and that trait expressing itself, hasn't it? Well, there, actually there's, it's interesting. There's studies on, on the, uh, that have been done on this uh, and it depends on, on, it depends on whom I'm very fascinated with the dark triad behavior, uh, and narcissism, uh, and narciss specifically narcissistic pers personality disorder, uh, came from a house household, uh, where someone did suffer from narcissistic personality disorder. Uh, and so I, I, it's, it's a, a deep interest of mine. And it's really interesting sort of observing uh, the, the sort of changes in narcissism uh, amongst recent generations. It's skyrocketed, interestingly enough, in women. Uh, a lot of researchers have varying numbers on this. Some counter arguments you might hear on this is that, well, you know, people weren't paying attention to uh, the uh, uh, the sort of mental behaviors of of women, but I there's only so much you can account for for that, right? Uh, there's only so much you can account for not noticing sociopathy or dark triadism simply because someone you know was is 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 a woman, especially at the rates that that some of these researchers describe it, which is an upwards of a twenty to twenty five percent change. Right. Or, 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 and, and not necessarily narcissistic personality disorders, but behaviors that, that lean, that border on the narcissist, on MPD, that touch MPD. Right. So not, not quite MPD, but man, you're, you're getting close. And that's fascinating to me. And that's, and there's a core, and Jonathan Haidt, uh, if, I don't know if you've heard of it, Jonathan Haidt, but he's a great, great writer, wrote the, wrote the Calling of the American Mind has has been commenting a lot on this recently on this correlation between virtualization and just and social media and the rise of narcissism and sort of dark triad behaviors and obviously correlation doesn't mean causation but the fact that the, when you look at the graph that it looks so mm. so close like it's, yeah. it's it's almost lockstep it's frightening man it's, it's wonder. really interesting. Yeah. yeah not ask yourself, huh? Well, so if we're, if we're tits, let's, let's do some real bro armchair psychology for a second. Like, surely some of it comes from the fact that you are, you're the main character in your own story. Sure. Like, you, you, get to, you get to enact whatever you want to be. You can cultivate a persona online. You, you're free from consequence online. I don't know because it's like I remember my my late grandfather asking me um, about dating through apps because he was like, "Oh, surely that means that you don't there's no there's no um, 
price to pay. Like there's no, you don't have to get rejected. Right. You don't have to worry about getting rejected. And I was like, oh, well, you, you, you do if you want to meet somebody though, grandpa. Like if you want to go out in the world and actually meet a woman, you still will face that rejection. It's just perusing the bar is now swiping left or right on an app. Like, and then, but he did raise a good point inadvertently, which is if you choose to only spend time on the app, accumulating those matches like Pokemon cards, <laughs> then yes, you can reside in this world of, oh, well, I'm, I'm, I've got, I've got this many humans who think I'm attractive. So I can, you get I can the dopamine hit, almost you get that little hit of dopamine. I can, yeah, I can internally have this cosplay of like, oh, look, I'm Casanova when I don't have to materialize that or manifest that in the real world. And that, that absolutely, that sounds like an absolute breeding ground for, for narcissism. So it's, like, it's definitely like the, the, the freedom from consequence has to be a player. Like surely, like, you know, you, you read into studies on trolling and how, and the difference versus what people say online and the aggression of what they say online versus what they say in person. And that's because in person, it's a fist coming at your face <laughs> and online it's an emoji in front of your face <laughs> like that. That's a stark, that's a stark contrast for, for the ordinary mind to, to deal with. Well, so it's also like, it's, not, I, I, it's funny. Go well, on. So, 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 um, analogy that I use is, um, or the example I use is, uh, like, uh, when a young, a young girl in, in, uh, you know, in school, uh, gets, uh, uh, gets her heart broken for the first time, right. Has a boy break up with her, um, before, or when I, when I got done for the first time, uh, I, you know, you get, um, you learn how to deal with that by relying on people, you rely on your family, your friends, you, mm. you know, or you just internalize it, you, whatever, what you don't do is you don't run to, um, the liquor cabinet and start downing liquor because that's how alcoholics are born. And that, that's yeah. the way that you get your dopamine rush. Right. And you feel better. Well, nowadays what's happening is girl gets broken up with, it gets her heart broken. What she does is, and I know this because I saw my little sister do this. Uh, runs up to her room after school and takes a bunch of selfies and filters it and finds the perfect one and uploads it to Instagram and then refreshes the feed of beautiful smile, sexy baby, hot, oh, look how good you look. But she, she showers herself with dopamine instead of learning how to cope. Well, this is, this is copamine. This is like, this is, this is, this is, this is changing something about the development of that person. As a hashtag. That's copamine. A copamine is that's a great, that's a great, that's a great one. Copamine. That's so good. Like it's because it, but it's it's true, right? Because it, interestingly, right? Maybe this is something to bring up uh, now, purely yeah. because um, purely because I've listened to your your seven year old podcast so recently. Is one of the things that you and Joe discussed? Do I get to call him Joe, or do I have to call him like <laughs> Mister Rogue? <laughs> You're on first name basis by anyway. proxy through me. You're good. You've inherited. There you go. There you go. There <laughs> yeah. you go. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll, yeah, Mr. Rogan. Good day to you, sir. Um, you are so the, violent. When, yeah, you when, but when you're on, when you're English, on, dude, you are so <laughs> earth shatteringly. But when, you, when, so you were, when you were on the Joe Rogan experience, you you spoke about um, you were pondering whether is this the greatest time to the greatest generation to be in to be observant of the transition of mm. leaning into tech in terms of from a social point of view and it was like because i almost wonder that as well so i'm 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 born in the mid 90s right so i i grew up at the back end of msn let's say like 
MSN Messenger. I had it for a little bit, but it was already sort of falling away. Never had MySpace. For me, it was the first one for me was Facebook. And it's like, and then I didn't have Instagram until I was in university. And that just seems, that's not because I didn't necessarily want it. It's because I wasn't aware of it until I was 18. And I, I sit there now and I wonder like, because you, you even mentioned it um, on that episode about you've got uh, nephews, nieces, kids in your in your world who come in from school and jump on an iPad and sit on the couch and they're sat there on their iPad. And it's almost like this pacifier that goes beyond you. This sorry, this isn't something you've said, um, but like I almost see it as like it's it's like this pacifier that goes beyond infancy. Mm. It's like this this ever present pacifier. I'm I'm stunned to hear when you talk about your younger sister using it as a. It, it's her immediate way of getting out. Like when my first girlfriend broke up with me, I listened to the Smiths <laughs> and drove home crying. <laughs> I didn't. I, you figure they worked that I, I shit out in your head. I didn't have. It. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Morrissey lyrics made it worse, way worse, <laughs> but eventually better. But like, but then I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, you don't think to lean into. But it's it's crazy to talk about that because I even remember now, like when I first got on MSN as a as a preteen, like I'm there on MSN Messenger, like. And my friends who've had it for a month or two months already, the novelty's already falling away. Mm. And I'm begging them to come online because I want to experience it being online. And they're bored of it already. And then now, now we've got TikTok and I'm sitting there going, I'm already terrified of TikTok. Not even 30. And I'm terrified of a social media platform. Like, and I'm sitting there going, I want my kids who don't even exist yet to stay away from this. And, and I don't even have the jurisdiction over these non-existent humans to be able to tell them that. And yet I'm petrified. You can't, um, <clears throat> sorry, you can't, um, I was reaching for the mute button, but I couldn't get there in time. Uh, you can't, uh, you can't tell me that this isn't for better or worse, right? Uh, it, maybe it's better, but, but you can't tell me that it's not different, that it's not changing the rules that right. changing the way that we're growing up and right. perhaps it's creating problems that we should be aware of and looking at, not just looking back on 50 years from now going, Oh, that was probably stupid. Let's get out ahead of it. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Like you're, it, it speaks to the, it speaks to the pathology of the times we're in where it's like, it's not, it's not tolerance any longer of, of the nascent. It's, forceful acceptance you 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 must accept it so it's like when we see like it, it's so it's so crazy to me like looking at how tiktok social media platforms they're now the go-to for it seems like counseling and medical advice like for like because it's famous it's famously documented about the, the whole thing on tiktok with people recording their symptoms of various psychological disorders that may or may not even be diagnosed and they will like the one that went around recently of of mul multiple personality disorder but straight out of the movie split you know like where they talk about and they you've got these kids referring to themselves as the system and they have all these different personalities they get to share the system and they'll switch on camera in front of tiktok 
but these are viewed tens of millions of times. And this speaks to your point is like, maybe the jury's out over whether this is good or bad because who knows the positives that can come from it as well as the negatives. But yes, right. Please don't pull the wool over my eyes and try and tell me that this isn't very different from where we've come from. If you want to learn more about Josh, check him out uh, on his social media, which you can find right here. And if you want to learn more about his amazing crypto project, RugPull, go to rugpull.org. And if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, check out any one of these other podcasts we filmed. Thanks, guys.